everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode I've got a very exciting guest. Please welcome Constance Devenay Lawrence. Hi Constance. Hi. How are you? I'm very good thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just excited for Christmas. Yes almost Mm. there. Yeah almost there. Um before we actually get started, I um, just want to say a little thank you to Imperfect Points for sponsoring this episode. Um, and it will probably come up possibly just because it's, I mean, if anyone has followed and seen that Imperfect Points have, their tights have been used by Scottish Ballet and Constance mm-hmm. is at Scottish Ballet. So you've been wearing them, which yeah. must be, which has been fun. And it's kind of been like filtering into the company, um, which is nice to kind of see a ballet company using sustainable tights. Absolutely. It, I'm delighted that um, Scottish Ballet got Imperfect Point on board to um, make sure we all wear uh, sustainable tights for um, all the shows of the Snow Queen this winter. Mm. It's very exciting. Hopefully, looking forward to seeing more companies take that exactly. on because I'm sure, well, I know that just a lot of the tights that companies are using, if they are even providing their dance with the tights, are really not made to last no 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 and um everyone all the girls have said oh my god these are really lasting and we almost have it for the tour and they look brilliant Mm. so it's it's very nice it's very nice amazing amazing how far into tour are you so we're almost halfway we've done three weeks in edinburgh Mm -hmm. done a week in glasgow and then we are going until christmas eve Got a short break, yeah, and then we've got back on the twenty eighth until New Year's Eve, and then we in Glasgow after that until the eighth of January, and then we go to Aberdeen, Inverness, and Newcastle. Nice. So you're everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, even even down in England, which is very nice. Yeah, um, one year. Amazing. Well, if anyone's listening, be sure to catch the Snow Queen while it's on tour. Um. Yeah, okay, let's get into the quick fire round. So, first of all, how old are you? I'm 32 years old. 32. Iconic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I it's so interesting when I like have someone who I mean, I just say like anyone who's I don't know, over 30 like I don't know. I think it's great like I just think it's yeah. so good to just get, you hear that ballet's like a short career and I just feel like they think that like oh you're done by like mid late twenties and I'm like yeah. no that's not the case no 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 we're still, no, no, still, no. We're still pushing <laughs> you're still pushing you're thriving yeah hopefully hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. I don't know <laughs> I think you'll know that um and where are you currently I'm currently in Glasgow at home nice nice um what point shoes are you like do you wear I wear Freed of London. Mm-hmm. Uh, the R Maker. Shout out to oh. the R Maker. <laughs> so new, I haven't heard of the R Maker before. He's, I think, yeah, it's quite recent. Um, I used to wear um, 
crown and I, I won a few and then um a few of them I think one of them retired so I got put onto the R and um it's been brilliant actually oh amazing mm-hmm. um and what is your favorite choreography that you've either learned um or seen like performed or seen um, or both? <laughs> gosh it's hard to pick one um I would say Swan Lake by David Dawson. It's one of my all-time favorites that I've watched and performed. Um, but I'm a massive fan of any Macmillan. Um, so just recently we did the Scandal Miling, which was adaptation of the full Miling performance. And uh, I just, I don't know, there is this amazing flowy and it makes sense and the story is really clear in his movements. And yeah, anything by... Sir Kenneth MacMillan uh, is nice. is always up there. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Um, and what is your least favorite ballet step? Oh God, Gargouillard! It has to be a Gargouillard. Oh, <laughs> it's the Gargate. It's the Gargan. <laughs> it's like That's especially so Christmas time. All the Sugar Plum Fairy. Oh my God! So is it in your? Is it in the Sugar Plum Fairy variation that Scottish? It is, do? yeah. And in in the Daryl version, we do the manage doesn't happen, so it's like the last oh. thing you do. And I'm like, oh. no, 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 I need to change to do the add the manage. But yeah, it's, it's. I don't know why. I don't know why everyone hates it. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I like, it's, mm. it's just hard to to get it exactly right. So. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, it's just never going to be a favourite of mine. I think it's hard to make it look not, like, to make it, I don't know, to get, like, enough height off the floor to, like, show the rotation. Yes. Think about, to, like, yeah. stretch the feet and the landing. And then yeah. do you go straight into a sutanu? Yes, it? exactly, yeah. That or yeah, yeah. doesn't help. Like, exactly. It makes it open. Anyway, and everyone's like, you're French, you should know. And I'm like, no. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I find it so funny because like I started asking that question after like the whole that whole thing was going viral on Instagram. Yeah. And so far Gargouliad hasn't come up. Oh people. god, well there you go. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, oh interesting. I was like, but then but then I'm seeing it on the end, and then here we go. Yes. Garg Gargate, which I which is I just think is iconic. Um what they're doing. It's so funny. <laughs> um and next question is what is your favorite piece of dance wear? Or favorite leotard? Well, obviously imperfect points. <laughs> <laughs> I um I'm the massive fan of the ombre leotard. Um and I've seen the green forest one as well, which I'm like, oh it's gorgeous. Um but um I would say yeah, a leotard and and tights, um, always uh, always a go with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I love wearing point shoes, so that's probably my typical nice skirt, leotard, tights, point shoes. Um, but then I guess in terms of costume, that's hard. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, it goes back to the same ballet I've mentioned before, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably David Dawson's one, like the Odile dress that was made by Yumiko. It's stunning. And really? uh, in the Myling, I really like the last dress from the duet. Um, nice. Yeah, at, at something flowy, basically. Something mm-hmm. flowy, dressy, and something that, you know, doesn't get in the way. I love a choo-choo, but it's not the most comfortable thing to wear. So, yeah. 
Are you a long skirt or short skirt? Short skirt because I'm short I'm skirt. small. Okay. But I do like wearing a long skirt on stage. Mm-hmm. But in class, it'll be short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's always interesting because I feel like some people are either either like one or the other. Yeah. Um. Or they're like a non-wrap skirt or like the pull-on skirt. Yes. So, I feel like a long skirt, I just disappear. But mm. that's just because I'm I always try and make myself look taller. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you jump in your point shoes all the time? Like, yes, actually, I, I I do. Yeah. Um, I think it. I when I was in Fergus school, one of the things that my teacher always said to me was my feet weren't good enough. Um, so that was the one way I used to like really work on um the strength in my ankles and in my feet. Um, mm-hmm. and I do think it does help improving footwork. Yeah, I mean. I'm the same. I'll try and keep my point shoes for yeah. the whole class. Um, otherwise, I feel I'm like, oh, I, I like what if I'm going to do a leg? Like, what if I'm going to be jumping around? Performance. Yeah. I get scared that like exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I get scared. I'm going to lose my strength. But no, but yeah, but it's, it's different for everyone. It's. I agree with you that it's so much. It's so much harder to jump on point because there's just that extra bit, and like mm. you really want to go to the end of the toes when mm. you're jumping, and I feel like. Um, it also you know it's also nice because then when you take them off jumping feels just so much easier yeah that's true <laughs> sometimes I like that's that true. so you take them off it's like oh yeah my feet aren't in pain <laughs> exactly it's funny uh, and final question what is your favorite food bread gosh I'm bread monster um oh God, I love bread yeah I could just eat bread first of my life anytime yeah. everything just bread cross all of it <laughs> yeah amazing same um love it uh let's go into the like the main bulk of the questions okay how did you get into ballet what like was the start of your training looking like Mm -hmm. um and then going into like professional training was that like straight away was that like what was your decision with wanting to go into full-time training and Mm. then we'll talk about your transition to company life sure um so I started ballet when I was, I think, five or six years old in Amiens in the north of France. Um, I was doing a lot of sports because my family is very um, into sports and uh, I was horse riding and then one day I just became allergic and did like, asthma. So that, oh that went out the window. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my God. And then my mum put me into ballet school and then yeah, she was like, you can't can't just not do anything so I went into ballet school and I think that was that I was like oh this is this is great I like this um so that's how I started and then um I did a lot of ballet competitions not a lot I did a few ballet competitions and uh won a summer school in uh Cannes in the south of France in Roselaito's um school Mm-hmm. So I did my summer school there and then at the end there was a um audition and the the teacher I had in the summer school said I should try the audition so I just my parents were quite happy because you know they it was a free free summer school they got every holiday in the south of France so they were really happy nice. and then at the end I said can I can I do this audition the teacher said I should so I did mm-hmm. and then I got a, a, a place in the school mm-hmm. and then I convinced uh, my mom and dad to let me go <laughs> which they did. Um, I was 12. Um, so I went to school there and I think that was the start 
I guess that's when I realized, you know, this can be a profession, you can do it. Uh, and then when I was 15, I joined uh, English National Ballet School. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, that was very different to the south of France. <laughs> <laughs> um, the south of France, yeah. It felt quite like, you know, like Club Med and uh-huh. the sea was right there and it was Cannes and, you know, mm-hmm. it was very amazing. Um, but I think English National Ballet School, I mean, obviously ballet gives you discipline naturally, but that sort of was a completely different thing. And um, I suddenly learned a lot more uh, and a different style, I guess, um, and different language, different culture, which was really useful. Um, and then I, at 17, I graduated without a job Um I was very upset and my parents were like look you should it's okay come back to Paris you can do acting school and I was like I don't want to do acting mm. school um and I got called in late August uh by school saying look um Ashley Page at Scottish Ballet wants you for their uh Christmas tour of the Sleeping Beauty so you can come back because you're only 17 you can come back redo your third year uh up until October then you can go into your shop contract which was October to February for the Sleeping Beauty and then you can come back and then audition again once you're back at school and I was like that sounds amazing um mm-hmm. so that was that off I went to Scotland and then uh, I did Sleeping Beauty which was just the best time ever and then uh, Ashley kept me on for another couple of months for the spring tour and then at the end, he gave me my full-time job. Um, and so I've been at Scottish Ballet for almost 14 years now. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. What's that been like staying in the same company? Well, I'm assuming you're, enjo- you're enjoying it. <laughs> you're in the same yeah. company. Um, but, like, it's interesting to when I'm talking to dancers who either are moving companies or just, like, say, in a one company I guess that's also just like luck like finding your company Mm -hmm. like your place straight away like that worked out quite well um but how I guess how's it been staying in one place and being like you know did you was there ever a point where like maybe when there was a change of artistic directors Mm -hmm. um that you were thinking that you ever thought should I you know give another place a go no of course absolutely I think Originally, when I came up to Scotland, uh, I mean, I had the best time from the start. I think I was quite young and everyone was so welcoming. So already the sort of, you know, misconception of joining the ballet company that just went out the window. And I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what you want. That's what yeah. you want it to be. Exactly. That's how it should be. I mean, and so um, I really loved it. Then I met and Jamil who's not my husband so I think that you know oh, that we had, yeah that helped a lot <laughs> <laughs> but I did I did originally wanted to go for three years and then uh audition mm-hmm. and then um I think it was about after four uh there was a they announced that Ashley was leaving um so there was a change of director so mm-hmm. I thought okay you know let's see what happens and then Christopher Hampson uh became the director and Quite quickly, some of the rep changed uh, and I got bit better opportunities. Uh, okay. And then he promoted me to soloist um, 
I think 20, 2014, I think. Okay. Um, and then shortly after that, I think two years after that, um, my 25th, when I, 2016, I got promoted to principal. So, yeah, I think just everything worked out quite well. Uh, I got great opportunities uh, quite quickly. The rent <laughs> uh, was amazing. And um, I was having the best time with mm-hmm. uh, my boyfriend at the time, so my husband. So I think everything just fell into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wasn't really looking anywhere else. Uh, and then when I got promoted to principal, that was a real dream come true so um yeah well why yeah. would you go anywhere else yeah no that's so lovely like it's um seems like you know you're really happy there and it's been mm. a really obvious I'm assuming challenging experience as well and we'll talk yeah, about some of the challenges yeah. <laughs> but I think quite nice for a ballet career you know Absolutely. you're able to go up the ranks and now yeah. being a principal dancer in the same company that you started with, you can kind of look back and oh, be like, what? Like, yeah, no, yourself. It, yeah, it is. It's, and time goes fast. And I think also I, you know, I, I managed to do a degree in Scotland and do yoga and, and teach. So I think I, I established myself. And I think actually I was talking to my parents the other day and I was thinking I've actually, lived more now in the UK now I have in France which is madness um so it's you know it's almost becomes uh more of my home to be honest yeah um so yeah yeah that makes sense um going kind of like backtracking a bit to your training was there anything like looking back that you kind of visibly remember being really difficult maybe Mm. Like, how was the transition for you from moving from France to London? Yeah, that was tricky because I I always thought I was quite good at English in mm-hmm. I was in French school. Then I came to London and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I do not understand anything. What's going on? Um, So that was tricky. I think within two days, I remember calling my mom and being like, in tears and be like I think I made a mistake mom and she was like no 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 it's gonna be okay um and then yeah I think you know after about two months you still start to understand yeah. what you know what someone's telling you yeah <laughs> luckily the French vocabulary is sorry the dance vocabulary is French so yeah at least you know I could follow that uh and then yeah and then it just fell into play it was tricky because I my parents were keen that I was still carrying on my studies, my French baccalaureate. Mm-hmm. So I had to do that in the evening. We've we've got like it's kind of like the open university before like A level type of yep. stuff. Um so it's called CNED. Um so I did that once I finished ballet training, which was usually like after six PM, I would go for dinner and then um study and a lot of morning I would wake up especially like philosophy the book would be like on the floor oh my God. on my bed and I'd be like oh no here we oh, go no. so that was hard because you know it was the deal with my parents um that if I was going to try and be a bad dancer professionally I needed to still do my studies which I'm very glad I did but it was tricky because you know a lot of my friends would then go at an eye or go to a movie, go to a restaurant, and I'd be like, I can't. So I think I cut myself a little bit from all the social life, which was difficult. 
I was slightly younger than them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was tough. It was tough to miss, you know, the birthdays and family reunions and things like this. Um, just because actually, even though Paris is not far on the Eurostar, it was, you know, costing a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so that was hard. But in a way, I think it gave me a bit more discipline and the only concentration was on dance. So I think that's when I made most progress uh, was at English National Ballet School because I really learned everything and, you know, got taken to so many performances of Royal, ENB, and it was amazing to see, uh, well, you know, professional dancers on stage. Um, and it was really inspiring. So although it was tough, I'm, you know, I think sometimes the toughest things can lead to the best um, progress and evolution. So I think mm-hmm. it was good. Um, but yeah, it's, I think the one thing I would say would just to not try not to not have compared myself. I think I spent a lot of time worrying and comparing myself to others and trying to be like others and actually, you know, you can't. So I think ballet is tricky because you always, there's always going to be someone with the higher legs and turn better or better feet. And so I think it's all about being yourself and being true to yourself and um, making sure, you know, especially when it comes to auditions. And that was hard because when I was in Fergia, the one I didn't repeat the first time Mm Fergia, I didn't get a job. And that was tough because, you know, you go to, you go to an audition and then, you barely pass bar and you you know your parents have spent 500 pound for you to go and you're like oh my god what do I say on the phone and it's mm-hmm. it's very tricky um that was hard on the confidence but I think yeah I would I wish I could have told myself keep pushing just concentrate on yourself just learn about you know l- yes look at others to know what you need to do to get better I think that that's that's what I that's probably the focus. I wish I had a bit more and stop mm-hmm. worrying as much. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think it's such important advice. And I think when you're at school, it's really hard yeah. to not like, I don't know, not get, especially when it comes to third year. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, one friend goes off, to, gets invited to this audition that you didn't get invited to. Yeah. And then you start to think, oh my God, like it becomes a really big thing when actually yeah. at the end of the day, it isn't and sometimes like I don't know like I just think when it comes like so many people applying to auditions like they're I don't even think there's any way that they're looking at every single application sometimes it's just yeah probably not like yeah. you look you look like someone they're trying to replace or exactly like it's there's what they like, need really yeah or it's like oh this person just fits better for what they need this yeah. season yeah 100%. That actually says nothing about you exactly um, exactly and I think that's when you're at school you don't you don't realize no. um but it's exactly that it's it's not really a judgment of your actual dancing technique or artistry it's really about what is needed for that company at that time um and yeah it's it's hard it's hard because also you know I mean when you go to ballet school you get marks you get obviously judged mm-hmm. and you know so it's really difficult uh it's it's a difficult industry and but I do think the most important thing is you know no one else is like you so it's to try and show at auditions who you are and if that doesn't that's not for them then it's not for them but I mean even now you know even with casting it's 
it's yeah. it's just it's tough you have it to start repeating yourself yeah mm-hmm. and you gotta find like just not it's hard to not let it affect you but it's kind of been yeah. like you know yeah. i'm on my journey and you know i either yeah. am what they want at this time or i'm not yeah. but it, again it's difficult but i think that's yeah really important advice um and yeah Hi guys, so I'm just going to interrupt the episode to chat briefly about Imperfect Points. If you don't know much about Imperfect Points, it's a UK-based dancewear brand. It's a sustainable company. All the leotards are made in Yorkshire. They're designed in Yorkshire. It's a really nice small circle company, which is really lovely. I work with them as well, and they have decided to sponsor this episode because it really links just very well um to the guests I've got on and yeah please check in perfect points out I'll leave the link below um and I do actually have a discount code for you which is hcp15 which gets you 15% off it's an exclusive code to you and to like you guys listening to the episode um so definitely check it out if you're interested in venturing into sustainable dance wear I love all their stuff and that's just me because I wear it every day and I sweat in it every day and I love it. I think I bought their first leotard when they've come out two years ago and I still wear it to this day and it's in great condition. They've recently launched tights, which are my favorite. Like they are life changing. They hold their color. They hold their, like the tightness. They're amazing. Um, not going to go on about it anymore. I hope you enjoy the episode, but do be sure to check them out. Thank you. let's go on to talking about joining you know when you join Scottish Ballet what how has that been like I guess like just can kind of be an overview like has there been was there any major challenges have you had any injuries while dancing um and kind of what's it been like the last what was it 14 years yeah almost yeah my god I know (laughs) um yes I think injuries definitely would be the biggest challenge um I sprained my <coughs> ankle twice um and I had surgery as well uh I had an extra bone uh on my big toe uh well they couldn't figure out if it was an extra bone or if I fractured my bone and then it just anyway it another part. yeah just just basically I had surgery <laughs> um so it was tough it was tough because I was still young and it was a real fast in, big injury. And obviously, I mean, injury never comes at the right time, but it came at a time where, um, that's my first sprained ankle, when <laughs> I was uh, I was going on for Cinderella uh, in Christopher Hampson and that was quite a big deal. Uh, and I, I think it was in my first full call, I just did a forte, jump forte, and then landing, and then the mm-hmm. ankle went one way, and I went the other. Um, so yeah, and I knew straight away. I knew within like a second. I was like, oh no, this is not good. Mm-hmm. And then within a minute, just like I just an egg grew on my ankle. <laughs> um, so that was that. Um, and it was really tough because I remember at the time. Uh, the company made a decision to call an a, a dancer from outside the company to fill my spot, and I just fell like 
I just felt I let the company down. I let my director down and I felt like, I mean, you complete useless, you know, yeah. like yeah. what am I doing if I'm not able to do this? Um, so I, I had a massive loss of identity, mm-hmm. um, which was really tough, but at the same time, it, it showed me that, you know, whatever happens, the company will show must go on company will carry on. And I think it, it yeah. taught me a valuable lesson of, I have to do this career for me. Uh, and I need other things, um, in my life. Um, because otherwise I can't, I couldn't have that again. I just was so distraught. And, um, so that's when I started studying, uh, and when I approach different things and then I looked at the open university and that's when I, after that injury, I started my course, mm-hmm. um, which was the best thing I did, I think. Um, so yeah, in a way it was tough, but it did t- taught me a valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think it's, unfortunately it will happen injuries will happen in Down's career um and as long as you know you the, the important thing is you take the time to heal because I think I could have taken more time and I didn't and that's why I sprained it again <laughs> um yeah and that's gonna be another valuable lesson which is take your time <laughs> to come back after an injury because you know I was like I need to do this role I need to do this I need to do this and actually, um, you know, it didn't, whether I did it or not, I don't think it affected my future mm-hmm. uh, in the company. So it did in the sense that then I got injured again. Yeah. So um, I think it was very important. It's very important that you take time. And I think an injury is probably, now I see it like this, you know, now I've done yoga and I'm quite spiritual. I think an injury is your body telling you I need time out. Yeah. Um, and and I need you to look after yourself because mm-hmm. you know when you're a dancer, your body is your actual well, it's your main instrument, it's like your mm-hmm. hope. So you most important thing is to look after that. Mm-hmm. Um so hopefully normal sprain ankles. <laughs> yeah. Touch wood. Yeah. Um no, I mean that's really interesting because it's in well when you know you're dancing and like you have something big coming up and I was talking to someone else recently in an episode about this of like being injured kind of I mean like you said an injury never comes at a good time but you know you're about say like with yourself you were about to do Cinderella Mm -hmm. um did you make the decision to like because some people will be like oh you know push through until yeah like to a I don't want to be like a stupid point, but sometimes like after I had a big injury, I'm kind of like, as soon as I feel something, I take a step back. That's great. Assess the situation. I'm like, okay, what does my body need right now? Because I don't want to be pushing through to a point where I actually then have to take like months off. Yeah. Rather than take a week. Like I'd rather take a week off than push, keep going and then have to take like two months off or something. Exactly. I mean, that's literally the best advice you can give someone. (laughs) Literally. Like you had a well not a midlife crisis I was 18 but (laughs) (laughs) um but like it's it's really hard um going through kind of like an injury that takes you out of it and then you have yeah not sure what what are you without dancing um so I really relate to you on that point um but did you feel quite supported by the company like with your decision to like I'm going to take this time off um 
or was there any expectation to like oh you've got to do this show you've got to do that show no I felt really supported um at the time uh we just had new physios and so when I first joined Scottish Ballet we didn't really have a medical on site um it was all you know you have to go and find people obviously there would be recommendations yeah um but you'd have to go outside of the company and then uh Chris really implemented a full physio so we've got a masseuse we've got a phys- and two physios and then the head of department uh we've got a room specified we've got a gym now like so it, we really looked after um thankfully um and they sent me for a scan straight away. They actually thought it was broken. So they sent me for a scan straight away. Okay. So then we knew exactly, you know, what degree uh, of uh, sprain it was until uh, mm-hmm. it was torn. So that was that. It was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, do I need this ligament? They were like, well, no, you can make without it. You, you know, you can do it without it. So mm-hmm. what was useful was the rehab, which mm-hmm. at the time I didn't know what that meant. And um they made sure that you know I came back fit. Uh, the problem was me being me and me thinking I need to go back on stage. I was like, no, it's much better. No, it's much better. No, I don't feel anything. No, I don't. Obviously, it was still in pain. So oh, that was me being stupid, mm-hmm. um, and that was the the lesson I learned. Uh, but they they really looked after me, and um, they actually. Uh, made sure you know when I came back they because it was still a very long tour I came back still in Cinderella and I still did the role um yeah so it was fine but they put me back into you know my core sport my stepsister sport um and so it was a build to the actual Cinderella show Mm -hmm. um so yeah it was uh very looked after and I would say yeah I think rehab is so important just because you just lose strength and it's about we're building it to make sure you are you know and actually most of the time you actually come back stronger mm-hmm. um because you it's you know when we do tour after tour and shows after shows you don't actually have much time to strengthen and to look after the body so actually an injury is a good way to reset mm-hmm. everything so it was good yeah no i mean that's so so fantastic to like just hear when I guess you're taken care of um yeah. and like you're supported um during yeah. an injury um and you have you know company a person they're kind of like you know you have to do yeah. this this and this yeah exactly um yeah because yeah, I feel like a lot of schools I mean they're getting better but yeah when I was at school I didn't really have that support and yeah I look back and I think it would have been a much smoother transition back yeah. into dancing um but it's also you learn a lot from that experience so no I agree I think at school we we had physios but not all the time and yeah it it didn't feel like I I I think in terms of physical they would look at you and be like you've got this Mm -hmm. you're off for so how long or whatever Mm -hmm. um I think that psychological support was not Uh, there yeah, I oh, know we had no psychological. Yeah, system. and I remember <laughs> that's and that's you know, a big one. Mm-hmm. It's horrendous because they make you sit and watch oh, all the classes and the rehearsals, yeah. and you just go, you go deep crazy. deeper into that that dark hole. <laughs> it's dark <laughs> hole. It's horrible. It is awful. Yeah, you know, I was saying because I've got a friend who's been injured, and I just said, 
like, I mean, she's in a company now, but I said, you just have to, because it was the first time being injured. I was like, you just yeah. have to, if you, if going and watching class isn't serving you, then don't, yeah. don't do it. Like, and I wish I had the confidence to have said that at school because yeah. it just made it just, yeah. Like you said, deep, dark, so cold. much harder. Yeah. So yeah. it's weird that that's like the expectation. And I guess like in some senses, maybe they think by not watching class you're gonna like lose everything yeah I mean there's definitely you can learn from watching I just Mm. think it's that like just every every day day. and every Um, class and every class five classes a day yeah and you're there and you're just like following all your peers like yeah. hobbling yeah. about to the next lesson yeah. you sat in the corner like <laughs> freezing <laughs> yeah. literally that oh awful. yeah not, not ideal <laughs> <laughs> oh just flashbacks yeah, not- yeah absolutely <laughs> um on to the next question I guess kind of coming out of well you're still dancing but outside of ballet you've started doing a few other things yes um how did like at what point did that come about what was the inspiration of being like actually well you mentioned you know you're doing yoga I don't know like you now are doing it as a business Mm -hmm. um what kind of made you like just get into it um and same with Scottish Youth Grand Prix like yeah we'll talk about that but yeah Yeah. um well yeah like I said the the main thing was my injury and then that's when I realized I was like oh I need something else because I can't you know when this does go wrong um and you know my injury wasn't wasn't going to terminate my career touch wood but um I I I realized I still need something else so that's when I went to the I did my first year of open university which was a a bachelor in science in sports uh, fitness and coaching Mm-hmm. which I just graduated this summer nice. so it's been six years um and um I then uh I'd always done yoga and actually uh had this amazing teacher at English National Ballet School she's no longer with us anymore Anya Evans and she introduced yoga at school uh and loved it and I think my body being quite small but quite muscly uh I needed that sort of length and I've got asthma and I'm quite a stressful person so it was literally what I needed um so this is when I I discovered yoga uh, through her and in the bachelor I was doing there and I still practice yoga for the years when I was at Scottish Ballet um through the degree you needed to have either um like being a PT or exercise instruction or something like this. Um, ballet, funny enough, uh, wasn't being a ballet teacher wasn't accepted um, because it doesn't have a governing body. So uh, I then decided to use yoga. Uh, so I became a yoga instructor so I could move up to the year two of my degree. Uh, and then, then that, there was a point where once I got my diploma, being a yoga instructor, I was like, do I still want to? finished the degree actually I'm quite happy with the yoga but yeah I I pushed on which was good um and so when uh I then had more time uh and realized you know was being established as a principal dancer I thought okay I can start my business so I started uh yoga mademoiselle Mm -hmm. uh last year tricky because with the schedule it's hard to find 
blocks of classes and and uh, keep it going. But the pandemic hit, and that was a a good time for me actually because I stopped for the first time mm-hmm. in ages. I took a breath and I realized actually as dancers we're quite skilled so that's when I realized like everybody else I'm gonna get my Zoom uh, membership and uh, teach online uh, and that was good um, so that helped with business for sure and uh, and then uh, so uh, Ballet Grand Prix was uh, it just really happened uh, this year for me I judged it I judged the competition I think three years ago uh when Cindy was uh directing she's co-directing it with me this year and uh as you've heard at the beginning ballet competition was quite a big step into my career so I thought oh yeah this is amazing I want to go back into this but now being on the other side felt quite I just felt quite inspired and quite powerful because I uh I loved it when I was young so when Cindy approached me this year to uh do it with her I jumped and I was like absolutely yes um and so yeah so the competition is uh the 25th and 26th February 2023 and we've got five categories from uh pre-juniors to pre-pro which is from seven years old to 21 um and it runs through uh so if you're pre-junior and junior you would perform on the Saturday and if you categories above it's on the Sunday 26th February uh and I really wanted the competition because there's such taboo about the competition the word even the word competition Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be more of an experience for dancers to be on stage to learn from professionals so it's going to be obviously you perform your solos but also you take part in a master class and in defile so there's that bit of a basically it's sort of helping dancers through their training um and we've got prices and awards for that um but also it's kind of a celebration of just being a dancer really uh and performing nice i think that's sounds very exciting and funnily <laughs> enough for anyone that doesn't know mm-hmm. um well any of my friends who <laughs> anyone you who didn't did get to school with me um it was well it's just a weird full circle because I, I know Grand Prix in 2018 um and when I was at Ballet West it was kind of well for there was like four of us that were going to Gene so yeah for us that was like our first time we kind of like did our solos on stage yeah. and had that type you know I guess that preparation of a competition environment before we went off. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. Like it was really fun to do. Like I enjoyed, we did a class and then obviously did our variations. And then I think there was like the finals. Um, yeah. and then we did them again. Um, but it's a lovely, is it still at Dundee? In Dundee. It's still it's in Dundee, yeah. It's space theater. Space. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a nice theater. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah. The floor was all right. looking back, I don't think there was any slippy moments. <laughs> Good, good, good. Um, <laughs> Love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, just racking the brain there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm. I yeah, it's crazy, really. That like it's just like it's a full circle. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know if anyone's Scottish or kind of like, I guess like Newcastle anywhere that's anywhere really. 
if it sounds interesting to you, definitely check yeah. out um Scottish Youth Grand Prix and I can leave, I'll leave the link in the description Thank and all that you. for people if they um, are interested in signing up or like sending um, it to a school that you think yes it would be good for or you know because it's hard because I feel like a lot of people it's like I don't know everyone's going to um like YGP and yeah. which is like good because of you know there are opportunities from that but yes. I think it might be you know it's nice to start off with something if you've never done a competition before absolutely um, yeah to like you said it's the experience of getting on stage and yeah a lot of the time we don't have experience particularly performing solos mm-hmm. um yeah it's during our it training be, yeah it can be so stressful suddenly when you it's just you I think it's a very different um very different thing on stage sorry no um, absolutely <laughs> no, no no but it is and that's what is nice to kind of like have something like that um and yeah. it's also a bit more serious because like in a sense before I like went to ballet school, I did this thing in called festivals, which uh-huh. in the UK it's kind of like everything. Um, you know, you do a tap solo, like a modern <laughs> solo, and you'll do a ballet solo. But I, looking back, the ballet was never really that serious. It was always like choreographed by your teacher, so it wasn't like pulled from repertoire. Uh-huh. Which I was well. I don't want to be like oh that's weird but like I'm looking back I'm like oh I would have loved to have like actually started doing repertoire younger or like learning yes, stuff younger yeah. um because it's just so much I love it um but. and so that's what's nice about you know something like Scottish Youth Grand Prix you can do a solo from repertoire you can give it a go yeah and you can perform it yeah and I think no, I'm glad you said that it's so true I think also with the pandemic I think a lot of dancers have missed opportunities to be on stage and to be with others mm-hmm. um so I really wanted this time that there was no pre-competition to get to the final it's just everyone who enters okay will get straight to the, the event itself yeah exactly um just to give everyone the same opportunity um and you know there will be prizes from first prize to the 12th prize with medals trophies um uh, and and great prices from sponsors including imperfect points uh, <laughs> which is amazing mm-hmm. um so yeah and i think to be honest i think because it was such a big part for me uh getting to winning a prize that then got me to the summer school and then got me to my school and then got me to the next school and then got me to the company mm-hmm. if i could you know just help one dancer uh, through their training you know that would mean the world to me and again like you said it's kind of full circle just being back on the other side feels um just good uh, yeah. it's like the right thing to do yeah and it's nice because you're in a position to use your power for good which is like yeah obviously what we need more of yeah. um and so it's like just yeah I think it's really cool and if anyone's interested in doing it then I think go for it don't be yeah. scared I no, don't be scared. So easy to get like scared for like competitions. Like, am I good enough? Just, just apply. Just apply. Just go yeah. for it. Just go for it. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen unless you do it. Completely. And I think you know, like I said, don't compare yourself to others. This is all about. This is just about you and having fun on stage, uh, and getting to experience because you might realize actually it's for you or it's not for you, which is always good to know. Uh, and yeah, registration closes on January the thirty first. <laughs> amazing wow that is great and I like I said I'll put it all below 
Thank you. Um, let me just check if there's anything else. I think that's everything. Um, before we finish up for today's episode, what is there any last words, any advice for our listeners? Um, before we finish up. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Um, I would say just do what makes you happy. I think um, being ballet is a dance in general. It's a tough, tough, tough um, industry. Mm-hmm. But as long as it makes you happy, then it's fine. I think um, be true to yourself and don't try and follow the status quo. Just be you. And if you know that means you have to break the status quo and be different then perfect um I think that's really important to just um just enjoy yourself because it is is a short career and uh it goes really quickly (laughs) I promise you that (laughs) really quickly um so just have fun at the end of the day really just have fun it's it's just if it makes you happy do it if it doesn't then it's fine it's not a big deal yeah exactly um amazing thank you so much Constance yeah, for coming you. on um before we round up where can this is find you on social media any of your links I mean I'll leave stuff below but like yeah it. um so you can find me on Instagram I think I'm at instacoco16 but I could be wrong uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay. or um, Yoga Mademoiselle on uh, Instagram and YouTube, and I'm going to film more uh, practice. Um, so watch that for that in January, uh, and then uh, Bally Grand Prix um, Scotland is on Instagram as well, and uh, we have a website, uh, ballygrandprix.co.uk, if you want to uh, find more information and register. Amazing. I will leave that all below. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, we'll, I'll speak to you soon. But thanks so much for coming Perfect. on. Thanks. And thanks everyone who tuned in to this week's episode. And thank you to Imperfect Points for sponsoring the pod. <laughs> and you can hear me not same time next week because this is the last episode of the year. So before we finish up, I hope everyone has an amazing Christmas and a very happy new year. And I will see you back for season five. Thank you. Thank you.